Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having an outstanding start to your Saturday. Though it is the weekend, it's a bit of excitement as the international signing period, the 2021 international signing period, happening in 2022, still things being impacted by the pandemic, obviously, but international signing day has arrived. And though, you know, it's exciting because things become official, it's been known for quite a while for many of the top prospects in in this specific international signing period where they were going to sign. But of course, the excitement also comes to the Braves because this is the first international signing period that the Braves have been able to get back to full capacity when it comes to spending their international spending pool without any restrictions now that they have cleared the sanctions from the penalties that came from Major League Baseball. want to remind you, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop podcast, and the Road to Atlanta podcast all at TalkingChop.com as well as at TalkingChop across all forms of social media. You can also find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. So getting right to it, I talked a couple of weeks ago about how the Braves, it looked as if they were in line to sign two of the top 50 prospects that are out there. Now, the main prospect that the Braves have been connected to, and now they have officially signed shortstop Diego Benitez out of Venezuela. The Braves agreed to a $2.5 million signing bonus. Benitez was number 10 at MLB.com, number 9 at Baseball America. He certainly is the prize of this signing period for the Braves. A, a, A very, you know, very mature physically young ball player who right now is at shortstop, but a lot of folks who scout the international prospect at this age. They're they're highly encouraged, highly intrigued by his potential with the bat. He's reminded a few folks in some of the scouting reports he's been compared to a young Manny Machado. It serves to be a reminder that many times for these international prospects, you're going to see them compared to the best talents in the game. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's what they're going to become, but it is encouraging to see those type of comparisons, and it's also encouraging to see that the Braves have landed another very intriguing young player to add to the farm system. But also along with Benitez, though it's not become official as of yet, the other prospect that they are going to sign is Douglas Glaude, an outfielder who in terms of his physical 
maturity, it seems as if he may be further along in terms of his physical maturation than a lot of other prospects during the international signing period. That's both a good and bad thing. It does mean, certainly, that he probably will perform well once he gets into, you know, different levels of coming up the ladder when it comes to the minor leagues, but it also is, you know, not necessarily a concern, but is something to watch when it comes to at such a young age, if he has already maxed out or is close to maxing out his physical maturity, could there eventually be limitations as he gets older? A very toolsy outfielder. He's shown that he can hit at, at the levels that he's played in, played in in Venezuela. And so the Braves get an intriguing young infield prospect in Benitez, but also an intriguing outfield prospect as well as Douglas Glaude. And the third player that the Braves have been connected to is Juan Beto, a shortstop in this class as well. So it's very exciting. Exciting to see that the Braves finally are back into the equation. They're finally able to get back into the picture when it comes to signing some of the better prospects in these international signing periods. And the other thing, other narrative that's pretty cool to follow is that once again, the Braves are signing players from Venezuela. That is the main area when it comes to this international signing period that the Braves have consistently gone to in order to make signings when it comes to their international free agents. Of course, Ronald Acuna Jr., the most famous of those signings, hailing from Venezuela himself. So it, hopefully that trend will continue. The Braves' trend of being able to find very good young talents from the nation of Venezuela, it certainly worked out so far. The hope is, is that will continue as time goes on. Some other fun narratives that typically occur around this time when you see these international signing periods occur is you also see the family members of established Major League talents they start their Major League Baseball careers. And a couple of names that certainly are going to be familiar to Braves fans are in this class. Speaking of Ronald Acuna Jr., his brother Brian Acuna, a prospect that's been ranked towards the lower half of a couple of top 50 lists at Baseball America and MLB.com, he is signing for $650,000 with the Minnesota Twins. So Brian, so Ronald Acuna Jr. has another prospect, another brother prospect, I believe his, his, he has another brother that currently is in the Rangers system. Now another younger brother of Acuna's, Brian Acuna, is going to be signing with the Minnesota Twins in this international signing period. And of course, also with Juan Soto playing for the Washington Nationals, his brother, Elian Soto, he is going to sign with the Washington Nationals as well. It was rumored that the uh, Mets may have interest in signing Soto's brother, but it's actually going to be the Nationals. So Juan Soto could potentially play with his brother one day since he now is with the Nationals. So quite a bit of entertaining, um, you know, happenings going on. Obviously, more attention is going to be drawn to it because it's least it, at least it's something when it comes to baseball with the MLB lockout going on. Obviously, earlier this week, there were some talks between both Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association. Talks did not get far anywhere. It seems like Major League Baseball made a proposal. The Major League Baseball Players Association made it clear they weren't too thrilled with what the proposal suggested. Basically, it seems as if it was just a starting off point to you know hopefully get negotiations started. It did seem, though that there were going to be some major changes. You know, service time was talked about. Um, also, you know, the the universal DH, that does seem to be something that, that both sides agree on. The, the actual details will obviously be ironed out 
once negotiations actually get serious. But that's the big thing that stands out, is that when it comes to where negotiations currently stand, while it does at least seem that we have a blip on the radar, we have some type of activity going. As far as it being activity that moves the talks forward, it doesn't seem like it did much of that at all. So we're right back into the loop of waiting to see when one side is actually going to get serious. Because, uh, believe it or not, we're already midway through January. And the thing about it is, is that if talks are not serious as of yet, it's hard to see them getting serious really at any point in time over the next few weeks. So you're looking at talks potentially being still weeks out. It's still being potentially weeks before talks actually get serious, let alone a resolution and a new CBA actually agreed to. The thing to remember, though, is this, is that it's January 15th now. We're typically a month away, or five weeks away, from when base, from when pitchers and catchers report and teams start their pre-training, their, their, their spring training exercises, regiment, whatever have you. If these talks continue to go into February, and they continue to go into late February, may, may, the game of baseball can't just expect its players to come back, have a shortened spring training, and then just start the season on a regular time. The window to get this CBA agreed to and to find a resolution to this lockout is continuing to shorten. And it's starting in in, in a few weeks. If we get into February and there's not much traction at all for the safety of the players, for the best interest of the players, even if something is agreed to sometime in February, these players, especially in an offseason where they haven't had their regular routine because they've been locked out from their teams, and especially for players who've not been able to go on their regular recovery from injuries with the team because they've been locked out, the best interest of all players involved has to, re- be re- has to remain a priority. So even if we get to mid-February and something is agreed to then, it still seems like the best interest of the players is to start this is to not start the season until mid-April at the earliest so everyone can have their full spring training regiment in place and several of these players that are recovering from injury can have plenty of time to get back on their normal track to make sure that they are in the best position possible to return to health. So it may not seem like it. We are inching closer to where even though you could conceivably start the season on its regular start date. If a deal were to be agreed to in mid-February, it actually probably is in the best interest of the players that once you enter February, and if a deal is not struck by then, you start considering moving the season back to make sure that there is no lasting effect that is less than ideal for these players, especially when it comes to the potential for injury, since many players, and especially those who are coming back from injury, are not having their regular routine when it comes to spring training. So obviously, a lot, we're getting closer to when news is going to start to pick up. And the other thing to consider is this, is that beyond spring training starting on regular time or being pushed back or what have you, we still have plenty of off-season left with plenty of potential big names remaining available to sign with teams that will be available to sign with teams as soon as the lockout's done. So we not only still have the time remaining before the lockout gets taken care of, we've still got plenty of off-season left 
And we've also got spring training to consider as well. So we're starting to really get up against that wall where you may see changes made on when the regular season might actually start a few months from now. But beyond that, an exciting day for the Braves. Some very intriguing young talents in Diego Benitez and Douglas Glaude coming into the Braves system. Obviously, keep it here on the Talking Chop Podcast Network for the latest, more in-depth analysis from our Road to, Road to Atlanta podcast crew as well as the Talking Chop podcast crew on all the signings that occurred with the Braves and around Major League Baseball. And make sure to stick it to TalkingChop.com as well as the Talking Chop podcast network for all the remaining news and notes going on when it comes to the MLB lockout. My name's Sean Coleman. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Have a great weekend and go Braves.